one. For the week ending on June 19th, Philadelphia had a total record of 3-5 with the Phillies going 1-4, losing two series. The Soul going 1-0 with a win of 54-29, and the Fusion going 1-1 with a 1-3 loss and a 2-1 win. So much to talk about, all this and more, so sit down, relax, and enjoy your ride here on The Orange Line. Welcome back to the Orange Line, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, let me fade in there. Welcome back to your weekly source of Philly sports. I'm your host, as always, Dr. PhD, going over some of the news from the MLB, NHL, NFL, NBA, OWL, NLL, AFL, and MLS. Did I get all of them in that one? I think I did. We always start things off where we left off last week. I say this every time, and then we work our way up from worst to best. I, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little foreshadowing, a little preview. It's, it's going to be a little different this year. I usually year, this episode. I usually try to make it, you know, teams that are in season who had the best record for the week. But uh, some big stuff happened this week. So, with that being said, let us move right in to where we're going to start with the Philadelphia Phillies. It has been a very somber week for the men in red pinstripes, and uh, I'm I'm getting annoyed. So, I, I mean, as we always do with the Phillies, we got to start from the beginning because there's so many games to be played in a week. And we started this week off with a series against uh, Atlanta, and it it really seemed like the entire time it was just like they – the they were just trying to lose. I don't I don't know what it is. They they just felt like they were getting to the end of the game and going, "All right, that's good enough. You guys can have it." And it it happened two games in a row. It started on Friday where we kicked off the series against Atlanta, you know, NL East rivals and um we, we we seem to be playing pretty decently. I think we had a two-run lead going into the bottom of the ninth. Hector Neris ends up blowing a save to the Philly killer himself, Brian McCann, who I think got like a his thousandth RBI or something like that. Something dumb. No one really cares. Um, but ends up getting an RBI single, which is a walk-off. Ends up winning the game. Lay boo. The next game, even though it was a win, it was a five-to-four win. Um, that was just way too close for my liking. I think going in to the ninth, we were actually down four to three, ended up pulling two runs out of our behinds, but it was just like, oh, come on guys. You, you got to start, you know, getting some more hits. I, I keep saying every single podcast, the hitting needs to sync up with the, the pitching. And it's just, it's, it's been beyond annoying at this point. And, uh, then we we end up getting blown out in the third game, fifteen to one. Almost no offense in it. Obviously things were way off. The hitting wasn't there. The pitching wasn't there. Bad series for the Phillies. But I was like, I, you know, 
this is just a bad series. Sometimes sometimes these teams can have bad series. That's just the way it is. So I was getting ready to go into Washington, stomp some of these guys, you know, laugh in their face, ha-ha, you lost Bryce Harper, and then we got a rain delay. And the rain delay turned into a game that got pushed back. And I was like, damn it. So then we go into the next game, another rain delay. Apparently Washington has worse weather than Seattle. So we get another rain delay, and that game gets postponed. Fantastic. So Wednesday they decide to have a doubleheader, um, game in the in in the afternoon and then game at night, you know, how they do it. And all we get out of it, all we get out of the whole thing is a Kingery Dingery. That's all we get. We get one home run from Scott Kingery, and I think Bryce Harper doubled, maybe singled home a run, but that's it. In those two games, in one day, two games in one day, that's all we get. Not happy. Not happy about that at all. And the worst part is, is that the next game, part two of our Wednesday baseball experience ends up turning into something that's so frustrating, a game where we we only lose Two to nothing. Two to nothing. That shouldn't happen. Two to nothing. This lineup is too good to lose. Two to nothing. This pitching staff has so much credibility to it to go two to nothing. Two to nothing. We did not deserve that loss. We did not deserve either of those losses. And right now, I'm getting real pissed off at the Phillies. Buckle down. We need you to start playing better. So, we're going to stop talking about that. I'm too annoyed about the Phillies already. We're going to move on to some other subjects, some things that are pretty nice, some fun things, like the Philadelphia Wings. Ah, you like that segue, huh? Um, Yeah, the Philadelphia Wings, they, you know, as always, don't really have too much news going on, but I was digging around, and I saw a little piece of info that seemed pretty dang good. Um, On Tuesday, they decided to sign Josh Currier, a player that was already playing for the Philadelphia Wings, a forward, to uh, two more years, so he's going to stick with us for a little bit. Um, And he played absolutely fantastic this year. He had 62 points with 34 goals, uh, 28 assists, which is great for our offense. He was fourth on the team in points and ended up being second in goals, only behind Kyle Matisse, the big cat. So... Absolutely fantastic to see him uh, coming back for a couple more seasons with the uh, the the flying lacrosse guys. I don't know. I was trying to think of something clever there. I'll come up with a clever nickname for the Wings, but for right now, it's good to have you back, um, Josh Courier. But that's all for the Wings. Let's go right into the Eagles. On Tuesday, they finally announced their uh, training camp schedule which is pretty nice. Um, Everyone's going to start reporting on July 24th, which uh, seems pretty good. Hopefully they can get some good workouts in on their own for now, do whatever they want for the summer. I don't know. Go on vacation. I don't really care. Um, And uh, I know there was a big hullabaloo about the fact that there was only one uh, public practice that's going to be held at Lincoln Financial Field. Everyone's all like, oh, I want to go see them practice. It's practice. It's not a game. It's not seeing plays being run. I mean, it is seeing plays being run, but it's not a play. It's not playing against a different team. It's practice. It's practice. Stealing one out of the book of AI there. It's practice. It's not that big of a deal. You know, there's a whole lot of negative reception about it. You know, a whole bunch of people on radio stations and other podcasts and talking about the Eagles. They they think it's so bad. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, it's 
like I said, it's practice. I don't, I don't really care about seeing that. And uh, they were also upset about the fact that you know, you're going to have to buy tickets and it's going to be a $10 ticket. Oh my goodness, that's so horrible. Um, it's it's $10. If you're really a diehard Eagles fan and you really want to go see them practice, like I said, it's $10. It's not that big of a deal. And apparently all the proceeds are going um, to autism research, which is a, a great way to spend that money. And I think it, it's, it's something that, you know, I feel like is uh, a bit worth the $10 in itself. So, yeah, it's practice. Don't really worry about it. We're not talking about a game. We're talking about practice. And, well, I am talking about Allen Iverson, which is a great segue to go into the 76ers. Um, Offseason officially kicks off. Congratulations to the Toronto Raptors for winning your first NBA title. Congratulations to Kawhi Leonard for being an absolute monster in the postseason. And thank goodness, because now I feel a little bit better about how uh, we went out. A couple bounces away, we could have been in overtime. Maybe we could have taken the champions out. Who knows? I don't really know. But honestly, I think it's okay. I'm not too upset about it. Um, I know a lot of the Sixers stars are going to start putting in work on their own just from, well, I mean, working out, getting ready for some games. Summer league's going to happen. I'm very excited about that. I saw Shake Milton is uh, getting down, getting ready, and getting excited for some summer league. Um, ben Simmons is actually getting ready to play for Australia, which is cool. I believe it's Australia. If it's not, then I'm really dumb. Um but yeah, he's he's getting ready to play for Australia, which is great. And apparently, um, JoJo's been working out. We're we're gonna get big JoJo. The big guy's gonna get even bigger. I'm excited. The league isn't ready. Flex on him, JoJo. That's what we need. And I promised myself I wasn't gonna mention it this episode. I promised myself I wasn't gonna do it. I promised myself, and now I'm gonna ruin it. Um. If you weren't aware, on Monday, if you follow Jimmy Butler on Instagram, which you should because he's a cool guy, um, he's got jokes apparently. He's just joking around. He um, he recently posted a video of him turning around, looking all smug, giving all like a kind of face, and uh, well, you know, he uh, he's been playing around. The caption to the video was the face I make when someone says sign with dot 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 how dare you Jimmy Butler please sign with us but I I don't want the jokes I want you to just sign I want the run back considering the fact that this league's going to be shaken up we got you know Anthony Davis going to the Lakers for a whole bunch of jobbers Lonzo Ball and his crazy father are going over to play with the Pelicans we got Kawhi Leonard probably not even going to be with Toronto anymore. Clay and KD are gone. This league is going to be pretty interesting coming up in this year. Things could be shaken up, and I really, really hope that Jimmy Butler comes back because I feel better about our chances. A lot of people do too. I saw something. I forget who said it, but someone on Twitter said that uh, considering some of the changes that's going to be happening to the NBA, some of the teams that are going to be shaked up, um, so long as we bring back at least, you know, Tobias Harris or Jimmy Butler, then it's looking pretty good for our chances. But that is all for the 76ers. Let's go right into the Philadelphia Union, who uh, they did not play this week. They are still on a bit of a hiatus, but they are 
getting ready to come back. So I was digging around, trying to find some news, trying to find some things to talk about, and I came up with a bit of uh, some good news, some funny news, too. On Friday, the GM, Erst Tanner, had a, a talk to extend uh, Jim Curtin's contract. Jim Curtin is the coach of the Philadelphia Union, which makes sense. He's been doing a great job so far with the team this season. We're, you know, the beasts in the East. We are... Um, you know, tippy top of the leaderboard, which is exactly where we want to be, um, and is exactly uh, what would be indicative of uh, re-signing a coach, extending a coach's contract. So uh, hopefully, we can get that going. On Thursday, um, there were a few stats that were brought out, and uh, I just want to take a moment. Can we talk about Elsinio? Can we talk about how great this man is? Comes off the bench. He's been absolutely insane. Saw so stat that he has um, five assists coming off um, the bench, which is uh, leading the league. He actually has three more than anyone else um, in the league who comes off the bench, which is absolutely fantastic, proving that he is one of the best bench players in the entire league. Plus, he has four goals, which um, is great. Two of them ended up being in uh, that last game against uh, the New York Red Bulls, where he just absolutely popped off. So that is fantastic. Um, and the last piece of news, the last thing I wanted to talk about, it's not really relevant to anything. I just thought it was really funny. I saw that uh, apparently Fang, the mascot for the Philadelphia Union, is now part of the Wu-Tang Clan. I had no idea that that was even going to be a thing. Um, people who are fans of Fang, they like to call themselves the Wu-Fang Clan. And uh, the Wu-Fang Clan ended up meeting up with the Wu-Tang Clan. One thing leads to another. We got a new member of the Wu-Tang Clan. Shouts to Fang. Um, shouts to all of the mascots, actually. Philadelphia, city of the best mascots. You can put my name right next to that quote, because, uh, name a, name a city that has better mascots than us. You can't. It's not possible. But now we're getting into the nitty and the gritty. Uh, but not gritty, actually. We're talking about the Philadelphia Fusion for right now. Um, they, uh... They kind of came off of a rough start to stage three, completely got smoked by uh, Hung Zhao. And uh, like I said in my Dr. PhD picks of the week last week, that they needed a win this week. And they ended up getting it, but um, before we got there, we had to play the LA Gladiators. And the thing that I liked is that it looked like they were trying to come up with some new ideas. They were trying to at least play around with the meta, change some things up, do new strats. Even though they lost 1-3, to three, they actually looked pretty decent, competitive at the very least. Um, they ran a version of Goats called Sombra Goats, which actually switches out a Diva for a Sombra, which in terms of how it works with the Philadelphia Union, uh, Poco switched off of Diva and picked up Zarya, and Carpe switched off of Zarya to pick up Sombra, and I think it just ends up working well. The people I talked to about Overwatch League, they agree that this is really beneficial for Carpe, really beneficial for uh, Poco, and it utilizes their specific skills a lot better, which is great. I, I love seeing that, so um, good move there. I also like the idea of having Sombra around there. She seems like a really annoying character who can just shut people down, move around really quickly, and be an absolute pest, so... You know, maybe interrupt some of the uh, alt economy that's happening on the other team, and uh, especially with the hacks and with the EMPs, really slow down some of uh, 
the other team's plays. So that was a great start to the week, even though we ended up taking the L, but it transferred right into Sunday's match where we played against Boston. And Boston was the team that I really thought that we were going to win. We ended up getting the win. Um, So that was fantastic. At least I got that pick right. Um, And, uh, well, I I don't know what I can say. It seemed like they were getting a a better handle on Sombra Goats. Obviously, they had a nice full hold on map two, I believe, uh, where we ended up tying. Um, But after that, we ended up just going right through them, picked up two maps, and uh, the win for the match. More somber goods, which is absolutely great. I think the biggest problem that happened in their first match against the LA Gladiators was that they just weren't figuring out how to use their ults at the right time. It's, you know, different timings, I, I can see. So uh, hopefully these new strats can lead to, um, you know, maybe a a better future, maybe some better standings. That's what I'm hoping for. But let's go right into the soul. I use that segue all the time, but that's the only one I got. Soul picked up a big win this weekend, played against the new kids on the block, Atlantic City Blackjacks, and it seemed like the cards were not in the Blackjacks' favor. Um, Big game. Big, 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 big game, as all of the games going forward will be. Uh, I believe right now the Soul are 4-4, four and four, which is uh, not exactly where they want to be. They want to be more in the win columns, of course. Um, but this win is uh, going to be good for that. Hopefully it can slingshot them into a few other games coming up. Huge defense uh, play that... Uh, you know, was was happening all over the game this weekend. I believe they had three turnovers on downs, three sacks, and an interception, which is, you know, it's it's been one of the things that I've been saying for weeks and weeks and weeks is that this team is great offensively. I think Dan Radiball went 15 of 18 this week with 180 yards or something like that. Um, but he's he's been, you know, absolutely fantastic. Class 1A pretty much, and uh, I'm just, I've, I've been really down on their defensive skills, and it's been nice to see their defense come up and, uh, you know, shut down some of the new kids. That's what I'm talking about, guys. Um, and, you know, just like I said, every game from this point on is going to mean a whole lot. So, I don't know. That's about it. There is one team that we have to talk about, but they are not in play. It was a big week for the Philadelphia Flyers this week, if you're not aware. Moves have been happening this offseason. It has been promised to be pretty crazy, considering what uh, Chuck Fletcher has said in the fact that he wants to be very aggressive, change some things up for this team, and this week was just the tip of the iceberg. At least I think so. And it all started off on Friday. The Flyers traded away Radko Gudis to Washington in return for Matt Niskanen. Um which I think is a pretty decent move, even though Radko played pretty decently. He was one of our better defenders this year. He was a really big body and a really big presence on uh, defense as well. He just, you know, it not as defensively sound as Matt Niskanen is, and even though Niski is uh, an older guy, he's going to bring in a lot of experience. I think has 125 playoff games under him, and uh, 
you know, he's he's just an overall better defensive presence, which I think is going to be really, really good to be around for, you know, all of the younger kids. And you might be saying to yourself, well, we already have that veteran defensive presence. His name is Andrew McDonald. Well, if you're not aware, the news didn't stop on Friday, Saturday. They made the announcement they being the Flyers, made the announcement that Andrew McDonald will be placed on waivers to buy out his contract. See you later, AMAC! Um, I don't mean to sound mean. I don't want to be mean. But thank the Lord that this guy is done. And I, I do kind of feel bad. Apparently he was a really good guy. Um, a story I heard was that when uh, one of the Humboldt players was uh, coming to visit the Flyers facility... It, AMAC was like, you know, really adamant about trying to meet him, trying to, you know, talk to him, show him around. I think he said something about like give him his car or something, which, you know, I, I, that might be a little much. But honestly, it's it's nice to see a guy be a good guy. And I like having good guys on my team. I like having good guys in my life. So in that respect, and you know, it kind of sucks that AMAC's gone. But realistically, he was kind of a burden on our team. That cap is, you know, not what we wanted to see, and he took up space from some of the younger players. I don't know. It's nice to see him go. Sorry, AMAC. But if you're thinking that that was the big blockbuster thing this week, you're wrong. There was more stuff that happened. Tuesday, the Flyers made another trade. It was going to be a second-round draft pick in this year's draft and a third-round draft pick in next year's. Um, for Justin Braun, who I believe came from the Dallas Stars. Don't quote me on that. I don't really know a lot about this guy. I haven't heard his name all too much. He's not like a Matt Niskanen. Um, he's an older dude, I believe 32, um, adds more experience to the very, very, very young, uh, defensive core that we have. But, um, I think that's, that's what Fletch wants. Uh, I can only assume that's also what um, uh, AV wants as well, just considering the fact that they, they want to change up this team. This team deserves a system that will work, and to you know play in a system, they have to start changing some players around. And um, another piece that uh, came up with this is talking about uh, Philip Myers, who apparently is going to be starting on the third defensive pairing. 3DR, um, which just means he's going to be playing on the right side, I assume, um, which is good. I really want some of these younger kids to get playing time. I, I'm all about their development, and I think adding some of these veteran guys is very good, but more on that. Because Wednesday was the day that we were all kind of waiting for. We all talked about the uh, the trade of uh, a fifth-round draft pick for Kevin Hayes just to get his rights so we can talk to him before the offseason. And uh, to end the week, the Flyers ended up signing him to a uh, seven-year contract, um, which means he's going to be sticking around for a little bit. And uh, my gut feeling is that this isn't going to be the last move of the offseason. I think th- uh, more things are coming. They're on their way. But, you know, that remains to be seen. A lot of people were butthurt by this uh, 
this transaction as well. They were like, he doesn't deserve all that money. And I'm like, I don't care about the money. What I care about is the play on the ice. I want this team to win games and I want them to score goals. I want less goals against, more goals for, and I I just want to get to the playoffs. So I don't care how much you pay him. You can pay him a billion dollars. It doesn't matter. If he plays well, then that's that's all I can really ask for, you know? So, I just, I just try to be positive about this whole thing. But with him signing, that ends up kind of rounding things out for right now. And I did a little bit of quick Philly math, not a whole segment worth, but just some quick Philly math. I wanted to see how old slash young this team is going to be, and we're actually on the younger side. About 26.6 is the average age of uh, the players for this team, which puts us at the bottom of the NHL we're one of the youngest teams in the NHL which I think can be really good considering that most of our players do have NHL experience under them and we do have younger players that are in our system who are going to move up which is absolutely fantastic but for right now I want to develop the players that we have on this team and I think adding some of these veterans adding some of these people that can take pressure off of the Nolan Patricks just like Kevin Hayes can do, I think can be a really good thing. A lot of people are getting upset about Kevin Hayes and thinking he's not worth it. I think the fact that he's going to be, you know, theoretically a 60-point player, which everyone seemed pretty hot on, and the fact that he's going to be a veteran player who's going to take pressure off of Nolan Patrick, a young player who still has a lot more in his career to go, and you don't want to throw too much pressure on him right now, I think can be really good. It's going to be good for the development of these younger kids. and I think there's a chance that more of these older guys could actually come in to the offense, maybe not play every night, but just be a role for um, for some of the kids to latch on to. You know what I mean? I don't know. I'm just like like I always try to be. I'm trying to be optimistic about this. And I want to be optimistic about the week going ahead, so let's get right into the schedules. The Philadelphia Phillies have one more game against uh, the Washington Nationals for this series, at least. Uh, So that should be played today, unless Washington decides to have the worst weather in the world again. um, I know it's been raining here in Philadelphia. It's kind of gross out. I don't like it. Um, but then Friday through Sunday, it's going to be the uh, Florida Marlins who are coming into Philadelphia. We're going to have a three-game series against them. And then Monday through Wednesday, actually Monday through Thursday, we're going to be playing uh, the New York Mets also at CBP. A lot of, um, a lot of NL East teams so far. I, I think I took a look, and 17 of the 28 games that are going to be played in June are against the NL East. So... This is a big month for us. We really need to start picking up wins, and the fact that we weren't able to pick some up against uh, Atlanta is mm, concerning. But that's enough about the Phillies. The Soul have a game this week. They're going to be playing against the Columbus Destroyers in Columbus. That's going to be happening on Saturday. Also happening on Saturday, the Fusion have one match. It's going to be against the Atlanta Reign. So we get another crack at Atlanta. And uh, the Union, they finally come back in action. They're going to be playing on Wednesday at New England Revolution, playing in Gillette Stadium. So that is something to look forward to. And that's absolutely what we're going to talk about. It's my favorite segment of the week now. 
the Dr. PhD Picks of the Week, where I just go over three things that you should look forward to. Two of them are going to be Philadelphia sports-related, and then the third one's always a wild card, so you never know what that's going to be. So let's start it off with number one. It's going to be the Union, like I said, taking on the New England Revolution. The last time we played, we absolutely stomped them. I believe that was the game 6-1, to one, where everyone and their mother scored, including our boy Il Senio. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how we play after a two-week hiatus. Um, but considering the fact that we stomped them last time, my hopes are high. And that would be a good segue if I was talking about the Philadelphia Phillies right now, but it's not going to be about that team. It's going to be about the Fusion. Like I said, they're going to be playing against the Atlanta Rain um, this Saturday. And interestingly enough, they were one of the first teams we played this season. They last played week one of stage one. They were actually the second match we played. And uh, we won on map five. So it was pretty close, but it's going to be good to see how, excuse me, how uh, these teams have developed and evolved and um, where they can go from here. I believe the last time I checked the standings, Atlanta is slightly below us they're still in the middle of the pack just like us they might be 14th in the league while we are sitting at 8th um don't quote me on those numbers 8th or 10th um but yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that matchup goes so that's another one to look forward to and for the third pick like I said it's always a wild card and this week I'm going to choose Borderlands 2 if you haven't played that, you probably should. It's one of my all-time favorite games. It is a first-person shooter known as a looter shooter where, you know, you kill enemies, you, you get some cool weapons, you get some cool equipment and stuff like that, and you have different rarities, and it's all really fun. There's about a bazillion different things that are in the game where it makes it pretty much that no two games are ever going to be played exactly the same. Um, plus there's a whole bunch of comedy in it. The characters are really nicely developed. It's a fun game and they actually just came out with a new DLC, which is free. Um, and right now I'm playing through it. Uh, and, uh, I'm not even like halfway through, I feel, but it's been so much fun. The humor stays alive and it's actually segueing into their new game, Borderlands 3, which comes out later this year. So it's going to bring a little bit of hype for that. I'm bringing a little bit of hype for that because I love that game so much, but that is going to be pick three for Dr. PhD's pick of the week. And that's the show. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment, and subscribe on YouTube if you're watching this. If you're just listening, then hit subscribe, hit that little bell or whatever. I don't know what all of the different uh, podcasting sites use for their subscriptions, but please subscribe to this. I make episodes every Thursday, and uh, I try to talk about all of the sports as you have just heard. If you want to follow me, then you can do that on social media. That's going to be at Dr. PhD, D-O-C-T-E-R-P-H-D. If you want to follow the podcast, you can do that as well. It's going to be at Orange Line Pod, spelled exactly the way you would think. Um, hit us up on Facebook as well. That You can find us as uh, the Orange Line Podcast. Um, I try to share as much of uh, the highlights for some of the teams that we have. And uh, I'm starting, I'm still slowly getting... Uh, the ideas together and getting all of the um, the skills necessary to do uh, weekly, daily posts about what games are happening. And I also want to start doing um, Dr. PhD's watch list, where it's just 
you know, for all seven days in the week, just go, hey, watch this game. Hey, watch this game. Watch this game. Watch this match. So that is something to look forward to. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And I will see you next time.